We've talked a lot on this podcast about what liberty is, where it comes from, and what are its limits. Recently, I've come to really wrestle and struggle with the idea of liberty as a concept and liberty as a practice. And putting that within my Christian view has led me to some uncomfortable uh, conclusions and entertaining some rather uncomfortable ideas. So I'd like to share some of that with you and see where this goes, understanding that it's, a, even in my own head, a still evolving idea and I may not have a completely formed, coherent thought on it yet, but sometimes we get to that place by articulating it and sharing it and having discussions. So let's have that discussion together as we have another hazardous conversation. Trigger warning disclaimer. Hazardous Conversations pushes rhetorical boundaries for acceptable political discourse. Listening to this program could have the uncomfortable side effect of provoking deep intellectual inquiry into foundational principles of liberty. Listener discretion is advised. And welcome to Hazardous Conversations. My name is Tyler Miller, and I would like to thank you for joining today's conversation. So it's hard to describe exactly where this uh, thought process originated. It's been kind of mulling in my head for a while now, and part of the difficulty is that I've got a couple of different ideas or different themes running through my head that are all loosely linked and I don't know that they logically flow one into the other, or at least I haven't found how they logically flow one into the other yet, and that's one of the things that I'm working on. But this first thesis, if you will, that I've been able to kind of nail down is exploring this link, or what I see as this link between Christian principles and the principles of liberty. And my thesis generally runs like this at the moment. True liberty cannot be understood outside of Christianity. But the more rigidly you attempt to codify Christianity within civil law, the less civil freedom you end up with, the less civil liberty you end up with. Now, I know that's going to cause like a knee-jerk reaction from a lot of people, and in fact, it did when I initially dubbed this my Christian liberty paradox. Uh, I shared that with a few people, and I was getting a lot of backlash on that idea um, because a lot of people, when I shared that title with them, they thought that I was talking about Christian liberty about the freedom that we have because of Christ's redemptive work and the grace that we receive and in forgiveness of our sins through his death and resurrection. They thought that I was speaking specifically about that type of liberty, when in reality, um, in my mind, I was actually talking about civil liberty. The liberty that we have in this country from our founding fathers as they conceived it, as they wrote about it leading up to the Declaration of Independence, as they put it into the Declaration of Independence, and then as that evolved and went on into being enshrined in the form of government that we have in the Constitution. That conception of civil liberty 
that was born out of their predominant Christianity. Um, I know not every one of the founding fathers was Christian. I get that. Most of them were. And the ones that weren't were predominantly deists. I know there were some avowed atheists, but even the ones that they would call themselves atheists held a respect for Christian principles, and that is where they got their borrowed morality from, and their conceptions of liberty was still from Christianity. And that that is even still debated and argued just shows how far the left is willing to go and has to go to destroy American principles. But I digress. So American liberty, American conception of liberty, really goes back again to the pilgrims and is rooted in religious freedom. It's religious liberty that really kick-started our American obsession with the notion of liberty. Now, liberty existed as an English notion long before then, but if you actually look at about the same time period that the pilgrims were coming to America and what was happening in England, well, you got the origins, the beginnings of the English Civil War uh, leading up to the wars between Charles I and Parliament, um, and you got Cromwell that comes out of that and everything, and, and that really was, uh, for all intent and purposes, a religious war. It was Protestants versus Catholics. It was the king versus Parliament. Now, the, the pilgrims weren't fleeing that. It just happened to coincide with that. The pilgrims came over in 1620, and things really kind of started roiling up in England about, oh, a decade later, I believe, is when the, the first kind of rumbling started going on with that. Anyway, so American liberty begins with religious freedom. And flash forward 100 years to the time of the revolution and leading up to that, one of the sticking points, if you will, still, was the ability to worship according to your conscience, to pursue God, pursue your faith as you saw fit. And everything else was connected to that, all right? Taxes, property rights, everything else was connected to whether or not I could worship the Lord according to the dictates of my own conscience. And for better or worse, this is where the schisms in Christianity, the many different denominations, actually worked to produce this notion of tolerance and of liberty, of government should not be in the position of telling somebody how to follow God. Plain and simple. And that is where our American sense of liberty really comes from, is I do not have the right, nor should I have the right, to force anybody else to follow my way, just as they should not have any right or ability to force me to follow their way. And everything else flows from that. The ability to buy property, associate with who you want to, you know, trade with who you want to, all of that flows from, can I follow the Lord according to the dictates of my own conscience? So where I see this paradox coming in today is there's a lot of evil happening in the world. There is a lot of evil being advanced in the world and in our nation from the transhuman, transgender lies to the COVID nonsense to um, all of these mysterious, you know, catastrophes happening from train derailments to chicken hatcheries to bird flu to you name it. Okay. There's a lot of evil being pushed and pursued. And there is, amongst many Christians, 
a very strong desire um, and a very righteous desire to push back. And I'm not saying that that pushback is bad or wrong, not in any way, shape, or form. My concern is that I've seen on social media in various places, and I've heard, again, via social media, video clips and so on and so forth of town hall meetings or school board meetings or political rallies or what have you. I have heard some rhetoric and read some rhetoric that makes me concerned that the effort to push back against this evil carries with it a desire, and again, the motivation I believe is true, but it comes this desire to instill Christian values. Now don't get me wrong, instilling Christian values is not a bad thing. I'm not arguing that. But that push seems to be wanting to carry over into government, into taking institutions of government and making them places of proselytization. Not everywhere and not all places. And please don't misunderstand. I am not saying that religion has no place in government. That's not what I'm saying. And if that's what's coming across, just please, I, I beg your pardon that these are thoughts that I'm still trying to form together. But I do want to I, I want to get out and get out there um sort of into the ether for you guys to start hearing them and, and give me some feedback on what you're hearing. Um, that sometimes helps me refine my uh, arguments. But the desire to, to instill Christianity in a way that would result in the destruction of civil liberty. And let me give you an example. Alcohol usage. Okay? Um, alcohol usage amongst different Christian denominations in terms of permissibility varies. This might come as a shock to some people, but there are some denominations of Christianity where drinking is strictly forbidden um, according to the doctrines of that denomination. Um, there are others where that have a much more um, liberalized view on it, and there's others who simply preach moderation all of which they claim is fully backed scripturally, and they are very zealous about their doctrines. If Christians, in the pursuit of trying to clean up the streets, were to go so far as to say, we want to ban alcohol again, well, is that now, you're instilling one particular denomination's doctrine that they believe is the true doctrine. And they're making that law, or they're making that policy, and you are now suppressing the liberty of those who do not believe that. Now, you can make the arguments about it being, you know, healthier or or wiser, better, whatever. Okay, but we're talking on a doctrinal basis that the people who have won that doctrinal argument and have put those policies into place are now infringing on the religious liberty of those who do not hold those beliefs. Now, that's just an example, but it is, I think, a poignant example because it, you can take that and put it into many different other areas. Now, do I think that there's no place in public policy for Christian values? No, absolutely not. That's, that's absurd. That's not, and that's not what I'm saying. And again, if, you, if that's what you're hearing, please let me know so that I can work on ways to be better about uh, conveying what I'm really meaning. So I'm not saying that Christian values, Christian principles have no place in public policy. 
Obviously, laws against murder, laws against rape, laws against adultery, laws against incest, laws against uh, bribery, theft. We could go on and on. Those are all good, righteous laws that really don't infringe upon anybody's liberty. Because there are no sane, rational people that I know of that argue that those are values that liberty protects and promotes. You can't look to history to say there was ever a time where liberty of any kind, religious or otherwise, protected the right to steal, <laughs> protected the right to murder. Now, there are some religions, I acknowledge this, that uh, so-called honor killings are an, a, an accepted or, or viewed as an acceptable thing, and that's a clash. That's a clash with our values. That's a clash with American Western traditional values. And I don't know that I have a perfect answer for it, but I hope that the answer is not to constrain liberty, to constrain our traditional conceptions of liberty. So I'm going to wrap this one up. It's going to be, a, this is a short episode because I really just kind of want to get this idea out there and have you listen to it. And I've, I mean, I've done a little bit of talking about it on my Facebook page. <clears throat> didn't want to do too much there because, you know, the written word, it can come across all wrong, all weird. Not that I know that this is coming across any better, but at least you're hearing it from my own voice. And um, I hopefully have articulated in a way that at least gives you something to think about. And give me some feedback. I'm going to continue to have conversations with people and refine this idea and pursue it more because it's something that it's something that I'm really wrestling with in in and of itself but it's also part of a larger uh, you could say crisis of faith that I'm having with my view on America and ultimately where it's going um, and I'll be I'll sharing that with you uh, as those thoughts develop and as I uh, can kind of formulate logical arguments um around those so thank you all for indulging me in this episode i know this is a little bit different than what we've done um in the past so far i i'm really wrestling with this i'm really really trying to wrap my head around it um and so i'm, I'm sharing with you all a, a part of my process that i usually don't uh, put out on display um i usually have these kinds of um back and forth and arguments with myself, um, trying to figure out what I believe about something. I usually have those more in private internally, but uh, I, I feel like this is an important enough one to get out there, toss out to you guys, and have you feedback to me what your impressions are, because I think it's that important. So thank you all for uh, listening in on this episode, and if you are enjoying this podcast, I would really appreciate if you would... Uh, like it, leave me a comment, give me some feedback, and most importantly, share it with anybody that you think might also enjoy it or benefit from it. So until next time, God be with you all in all that you do, and remember, keep the faith and keep up the fight.